how are you going? Thank you for tuning in to Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul. I am the host, Felicity Harley. I want to read you something. Change is not about grand statements and sweeping gestures. It is about chipping away a bit at a time at the habits that hold us back. Now, those words are from the back of psychologist and author Dr. Rebecca Ray's new book called Small Habits for a Big Life. She's here today to tell us how to override that brain of ours to break the cycle of bad habits. Now, we're talking things like procrastination and perfectionism and in turn inspire change and to live a bigger life. Now, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short, as you know, I'm sure, but if you want more from Beck, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish talking about how to make new habits stick. You can get that one wherever you get your podcasts. Beck, lovely to have you back on Healthish and also in Body and Soul HQ. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's and just really exciting to see your face <laughs> in the same room. I know, listeners. If you don't know, Beck's already recorded two podcasts with us before, but always over Zoom because of lockdowns, and here we are in the flesh. Yeah, so exciting. So exciting. And you've got a new book. Very exciting. Tell us about this one. It's about habits. Yes. So this book is called Small Habits for a Big Life. And it's essentially your guide to get out of your own way, to stop doing the things that you don't want to be doing. I know, right? (laughs) Hence why we do the podcast. (laughs) And how do you recommit to yourself and rebuild trust in yourself to start doing the things you say you want to do? So how does this, I mean, I do love the sell of living a bigger life. Mm. I love this idea. I mean, it's more inspired, bigger, better. Why are habits, you know, why are perhaps getting your habits in check, mm. will it lead to your best life? Yeah, it's, I mean, I love calling it your best life or your biggest life, but I think it's really important that we just, we focus on the fact that sometimes we just settle for what's existing in our lives because we already do it. Habits make up between 40 and 45% of what we do every single day. Wow. So if you don't get, half your behaviours right. <laughs> if if half of what you're doing each day is not consistent with who you want to be, with future you, then you're essentially compromising this one chance, assuming we get one chance. We might get more, who knows? We don't know yet. But you're compromising <laughs> another, this one chance. Another podcast. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the cycle of getting in a habit. Yeah. I mean, because you... You know, 40%, 40 to 50 mm-hmm. is extraordinary. Yeah. So how do we kind of fall into this habit cycle? Because often we don't, there's certain habits we want to keep, yep. like exercise, yep. and certain habits we want to lose. Mm-hmm. So how do we, well, talk, talk us through the cycle first and then perhaps how to break the cycle. Okay, sure. So let's get clinical for a moment and look at the three parts of a habit cycle. The first part is a cue or what we might call a trigger. So that's something that exists in your environment or in the time of day or in your emotional well-being, some kind of emotional trigger. It could be a person that you're around that then marks in your brain a particular routine is about to take place. The routine is the second part of the cycle. This is when you actually do the habit. So you turn on the TV and you go for the season of Netflix that you're watching right now. And then finally, there's the reward. And the reward is the part that your brain is releasing 
dopamine. The little neurochemical oh, we absolutely we love. love that. We love dopamine because it gives us a sense of reward and satisfaction and it marks in your brain that this behaviour worked. It was worthwhile. We need to repeat this. And when you do that enough, what happens is we get this cycle known as a habit. So that's when we behave in that way. A trigger occurs, the routine occurs, we do the thing, and then we get rewarded in our brain for it. And that's how habits kind of take place and become ingrained at a biological level. Is it true that it takes 21 days to form a habit? No. Oh. So um, I can't tell you how long it takes. (laughs) (laughs) The research has shown that it actually depends on the type of habit that you're trying to develop. It depends on a whole series of things in your life at the time. So we don't actually know. There, There is research that says it takes 90 days, it takes 21 days. There's no fixed amount of time. So I actually think that's really important to know so that listeners don't think, oh, if I get this right for three weeks, then I'm fine, you know? Yeah, how do we go wrong with that? Because I feel like we've been conditioned to think 21 days to break a habit. Or uh, maybe a some habit. study came out and it sounded sexy at the time and yes. people just went with it. <laughs> because I think it's far easier to swallow that you only have to do something hard for three weeks and then it will become easy. But the fact is, you know, whenever stress arrives in our life, it's hard to maintain anything that's relatively new for our brain. Oh, absolutely. So how can we identify the self-sabotaging habit? habits mm. from the good ones, I suppose, they're yeah. the ones we should keep. Yeah, they feel gross. <laughs> yeah. So initially, it's really seductive. Initially, they feel good. So they actually work. And what they're working to do is to relieve you of some discomfort. So self-sabotage is essentially the things that we do that are getting in the way of who we want to be or what we want to be doing. And the reason we do those things is from a place of self-protection because human beings are experts at avoiding pain. We're experts at avoiding hard, at avoiding effort. And so when our stress rises, we get into a place where we have these strategies that we do to release, sorry, to relieve that discomfort and the way to sorry the way to identify those is that afterwards it doesn't feel great because it might have felt good at the time but ultimately it pushes you further away from who you want to be how can you how do we recognize it in the moment or how can we say you know for example okay I want to do let's say this in my career yep but I can't what's stopping me from stepping up is that basically a self-sabotaging habit like a self-talk cycle or something absolutely so what that's about it's it's about this struggle to be able to believe in ourselves and to be able to accept fear which is discomfort in the service of our growth so the way to be able to get around that is to bring awareness to the process the more you're aware that that's occurring for you in the moment when you're thinking oh i can't pitch that because it'll be rejected or i'll look like an idiot instead if you sit there and go oh the fear is getting loud right right now, but this is consistent with who I want to be and where I want to go, so I'm going to do it anyway. So it's really just about, and and as you write about the book, sitting with uncomfortable feelings. Mm. And I mean, we can all get better at that, can't we? Yes, we can. (laughs) Me included. (laughs) Now, okay, so we've we've identified these self-sabotaging habits. We've, you know, we're practicing it, sitting with these uncomfortable feelings. How can we, and we want to direct to perhaps a new habit. Yep. How do we do this and how do we actually make it stick? Yep. So the key is take action. 
please don't wait until you feel ready because readiness is a myth and you could be waiting a very long time. So the way we get dopamine to fire, which is what we want to get the habit to stick, we want your brain to be going, yes, this is what we want to be doing, is to actually do the thing, which means accept the feelings, accept that your mind might not want to play ball on that particular day, make it easy for yourself. So rather than committing to going for a 5K run the first time you've run in 10 years, just commit to putting your shoes on and going for a walk for 10 minutes and then do the thing. Consistency matters more than perfection when it comes to habit creation. Oh, I like that. Beck, thank you for coming on Healthish and thank you for being in the, in the studio. Thanks for having me. If you do want to know more about how to break those irritating, bad, annoying habits of yours, you can grab Beck's book. It's called Small Habits for a Big Life. It's a beautiful, cute, sweet, fun, interesting, intriguing book. It is out now, perfect for a plane ride or a bus ride or just a reading at night. If you do want more from Beck, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish. If you want more from us, bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in to my chat with Beck. And if you have a moment, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.